0: listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 97. And today we're talking about documenting systems and procedures. So stay tuned. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am your co host, Tim Hyde. As always, I am joined by the delightful Samantha Riley. Sam, how are you today?
0: I'm doing very well. I'm so glad you remembered where we were. I was a little bit worried then that you'd forgotten where you
1: were. I know exactly where I am. I'm right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Recording another episode <laughs> of the podcast.
1: Look, you're only lost when you don't know where you are, you know, relative to something, just to something else.
0: Well, it's good. You know where you are because the spreadsheet told you that you had to show up here today. And this is the topic that we're discussing
1: Yeah, so of course today we are talking about documenting systems and procedures and if you remember back to our last episode on the one thing, one of the big breakthroughs of course we can do to get through that $300,000 barrier is creating consistency and one of the things that we need to do to create consistency in our business is document our systems and procedures. Sounds more horrible than it really is.
0: Look, I think if you concentrate on I have to create a system or a procedure, sure, you can get caught out. But I came from, my very first job was in a McDonald's store. So I know systems and procedures like the back of my hand and I learned from a very early age that when we've got systems and procedures, things go smoothly, they happen more quickly, they happen more effortlessly. So I've never been scared of them. There was a certain point in my first business where I was a little bit overworked and didn't want to stop and kind of write them, but glad I did. And they're the only way that we can grow our business.
1: So one of the markers of success for entrepreneurs is obviously whether you've worked in a fast food restaurant or something. (laughs) And if you haven't yet done so, you should take a six-month sabbatical out of your business right now and go and work at McDonald's.
0: Come on! I was fifteen I was fifteen years old. No, I'm actually really, really grateful for the opportunity that I worked there. I think that I landed on my feet working for such a great company for my very first job because I learned so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now what do you reckon people don't do it? I mean you, you mentioned, you know, in our in our chat just there that it, it seems kind of overwhelming, but what do you reckon people don't? Do
0: I think there's a couple of reasons. One is that they don't know how to record their systems and procedures they've heard people say you need to do this so they're like well that's really great but I don't know how to do it I think that a lot of people when they get to the point that they're really really busy they don't know or they don't they feel like they don't have the time they're like I'm so busy already I don't have the time to do it and that's because they don't have the understanding that it's going to be better on the other side of this so I think that they're the two main reasons that people don't do go through this procedure, I guess.
1: It's almost like hiring staff. You kind of need them before you need them, don't you? Yeah. You know, when, you, when you need them, it's too late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, if you've got great systems and procedures, you can take staff on and they can hit the ground running.
1: Absolutely. So, this is about why. And I don't know. There was a comment in the Thought Leaders Business Lab on Facebook earlier about sort of like it's one of the reasons we don't create systems and procedures because we don't know how to and we're kind of busy and overwhelmed. And, and I guess it's a little bit scary in some ways to actually put this thing down and, and sort of take the IP out of your head and, and put it down in a way that, you know, could be copied or taken elsewhere or, or whatever it happens to be. But I think it's, you know, that's a kind of a, a self-fear. It's not really yeah. real. It's
0: a very short-sighted fear, yeah. Someone did mention, you know, that I could be scared about giving my IP to my VA. If if that's what you're focusing on, that's a very small focus. And in actual fact, I want my VAs to know that because they're the guys that have my back every single day and they're the ones that come to me and go, Sam, have you done such and such? Because there's a system that tells them at this time this needs to be done so... I mentioned in the last episode, Joe's, Joel is my brains. He's the one that's, that comes and says, hey, just a reminder, Sam, have you done this? And that's because we've got great systems in place.
1: So, you know, what we're really doing is so we we're talking to, to Joel right now. He's got a little voice synthesizer to make him sound like Sam. He's <laughs> the Sam mask on video if you're watching that as well. No, I'm kidding. But I think what we're really looking at is, is why you should do this. It does two things. Firstly, it creates real consistency in your business which is something that we need to kind of, that one thing we need to do to break through that 300,000 mark, but also really starts to free yourself up from stuff, doesn't it? All those kind of meaningful things in their business, but they're time-consuming and they don't really sit in their genius zone, which is a concept you and I talk about so often um, on this podcast and with our clients as well, is that if you can free yourself up to focus on the things that drive your business forward and get either systems and or people to do the stuff that they need to do, you're gonna go a lot quicker, a lot faster, and you're gonna find your, your business a lot less stressful than it might currently be.
0: Absolutely. So I guess the question that people may be thinking, Tim, is when when do we create systems and procedures? And I'd love to know that for you. Like if someone's just starting out, do they create systems and procedures? Is that do they do it when they hit a certain dollar figure? Like what's your take on this? I think.
1: Look, there's certainly an advantage to, you know, starting to create them when you know from the get go, but I generally wouldn't recommend people start their business on day one trying to document how everything is done. And there's two reasons for that, right? I think A it's not focused on the right stuff. Right? Yep. When you're starting out your business, you really just need to focus on bring dollars in the door. Absolutely. Or you don't have a business.
0: Absolutely.
1: So sales and marketing are probably the most important things you can focus on at any particular time because that's the stuff, that's the oxygen that feeds your business. Yes. You are going to get to the point where you start to feel a little bit of pressure about, you know, how you deliver and that's generally around that 10000 a month mark. Yeah. Right? We want, to, we want to sort of take to that next level and, you know, into that sort of 100 200 sort of range of dollars where we're saying, you know, things start to be a little bit out of control. Right? In, in what it is you're doing. Right? And I think that's really where you want to sort of start to look at where you're going to sort of document systems and procedures or use automation to sort of run your business for you. And that's where I think that starts to become more important about what it is that you're doing. But it also means that, you you know, because you're starting to get someone else to do something, you want to make sure that that's done consistently the same way each and every time as well.
0: Absolutely. I think I, – I just want to back up that I think that people, some people – think about setting their systems and procedures up from day one. And it's almost like a procrastination method of getting their sales done. Not only that, but as you move along, things will change. You, you know, you, you'll start to realize that you do things in different ways. So yeah, 20. I think that when you start to notice that you're doing something over and over and over, then I think that's a great time to create a system.
1: That's right. So, and it changes, right? So if you document everything, you know, on day one of everything, how you're going to do things, and then suddenly six months in, you start making money, you go, well, that actually doesn't work for me.
0: Exactly. And that's
1: not delivering either an outcome for me that I need or an outcome for a customer that they want, you know, then you need to change it up.
0: Yeah. So something that we do in our business is we keep a list of something that we've noticed that we're doing regularly and we don't have a system for yet. We will actually keep a list so that we know, okay, we need to really focus on this next.
1: I'm curious, what is what are some of those things that you have on that list that you go, I need a system for that?
0: Yeah, okay. So the biggest things are things like onboarding clients. This podcast is a huge one. It's taken us a while to get the system for this one. And I know you commented on that the other day because there's so many moving parts and there's multiple procedures within this one podcast. Like,
1: And we have, we have a system that we run yeah. through when we designing what we're going to talk about, don't we?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that just to get this podcast out from the idea of what are we going to talk about or on the Monday episodes, who are we going to interview and the systems and procedures. I think we've got about six different spreadsheets. That, that follow this process. Um, so that's that's a big one. Clients following up leads is a, is a system and procedure that we've got. There's different systems and procedures around how we deliver workshops. Oh, look, they're the good sort of high-level ones.
1: Yeah, you know, posting blogs, onboarding staff is another procedure that, you know, happens. not Hopefully not very often, but, you know, of exiting staff is another one. i um, yep. automation around... For one of my clients who runs a, ser- a train of, speaking of McDonald's, not McDonald's, but um, burrito restaurants and and burger joints and, 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 you know, gyms and stuff. And he's got 13, so he's got, you know, 150, 200 odd, 16 to 18 year olds. And we've built an automated system around chasing up their employment declaration documents and, and tax numbers and stuff, which has massively reduced the sort of delinquency of those things, Right. So there's another system that you can have in your business as well.
0: Actually, I've just thought of the biggest one, and I do want to mention this before we move on. We've got a system documented for how we run a sales call.
1: There we go.
0: And I just thought that's probably an important one to mention. We actually have a documented system with how to run that through. So, okay. yeah, lots.
1: Before we scare anybody too much more with all the systems that they might need to have in their business, all right? is it a case... Let's ask the the obvious question, is it a case of sitting down with a bit of pen and a bit of paper and starting to write something out?
0: This is probably the biggest way to get yourself in a mess that I can think of, either that or it's just my personality type. But if I sat down and tried to write out a system or a procedure by writing it down, this is what you do first, this is what you do second, and I did... I have tried this before. I get myself into all sorts of mess. God, this, this is not the way that I do it in my business and I know it's not for you either, Tim. Um, got, and there is, we've got the same
1: process when we, when we create a system or process, don't we?
0: Totally. But using video and screen sharing is one of the easiest ways to create a system and I know that's what you do.
1: So one of the things, you talk about video, Sam, one of the things I think that we can do really effectively well is... is and there's so many tools for this right now. You might even Zoom, we can do a recording. And you know, if you're doing something and it's a thing you do on a regular basis, you know, get your, get your screen open, do the thing, share the screen with whatever it is you're doing and start talking about your thinking and your process as you go and do it. Right? And you can take that video and you can transcribe that video. And I think it's probably worthwhile transcribing rather than leaving it in video form because transcriptions are easier to update. Little bits videos are much harder to update. and You don't want to do the whole thing. But even just recording, you know, how to do something, so if you've got a photocopier in the office and you want to, you know, document your photocopier procedure, right, for doing scanning, get your iPhone out, stand there in front of the thing, press the buttons, talk about what it is that you're doing. There it is that you've created your first system and your process. And then I think this is something that you do really well, Sam, is when you give it to your team, you get them to go and do it, based on your thing, based on your instructions, and then you make adjustments to that process based on whether they're understanding. Because the key one for any system process really is whether someone else can do it the same way, isn't it right?
0: Yeah, totally. So what we do in our business is I will take through the team member, this is what I'm doing, and I will screen, share, and video me doing the procedure. So I do it first. Then what I do is get my team member to go and do that exact same procedure as I watch them. So I do it first, they do it second. Once they've done that, they have to write the procedure or record the procedure. And we do we also do video and text and we have them loaded into Google Drive. All of our systems and procedures are in Google Drive. And then that way I know it's a double whammy. Not only do I have that system then recorded oh. I don't have to do it, and the third thing is I know that that team member has understood the job. So this is—I um, really love the way that we do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key for that um, repeatability of process. And, and as we grow our businesses, there will be other people in their business. It's not always just us, you know. Even big organisations, when I mean, Tony Robbins got a bunch of assistants, right? Dean graziosi has got a bunch of assistants that do the stuff. And once they're relatively small teams. Right? but they've got other people doing the stuff that they need to do. Right? And that allows them to do the things that they're great at, which is appearing on stage and on camera and so on. But unless we've got that person who we're handing the procedure to, who can then repeat the procedure, and I would potentially even take it one step further if you've got a bigger team, have someone document it, then give the procedure to someone else and see if they can duplicate the results that you and your the person you've trained to do. Um, to get that accurate. if we can deliver the same results in each and every time we've got a system and procedure that
0: really works for us. Totally, totally. So that's how yeah. we record them. What are some of the tools that you use in your business team to either record them or to follow or you know just make sure that you've got these systems and procedures so uh, that you can yeah. follow along on your team? Yeah, so absolutely
1: absolutely. I use three. Um, so like you I'll use um, Google Drive. Uh, mm-hmm. to sort of store my sort of core systems and procedures. That's where they're sort of documented. But that's kind of not where I go to reference them on a regular basis. Or right? well, my team goes to re- – re- it's like the library. In yes. So how I kind of put this into practice is in two ways. Firstly, um, I use Trello quite extensively. Right? Mm-hmm. So, And the second thing I use a lot, unsurprisingly, for those people who know me and <laughs> – is all surprising, is that I'm using Infusionsoft mm-hmm. uh, because one of the cool things about really good automation systems like Infusionsoft and Ultraport um, and sort of up from there is that you can create internal workflows to manage your process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, on my partner management campaign, which I use to manage my JV partners and my referral partners, it goes through a bunch of things. Sometimes it'll send communication to those people on my behalf. Other times, it'll raise a task for somebody to go and do. And they're told when they need to execute a system or procedure. Now, in that task, it has a link back to either Trello or to the Google Docs to find how to execute that task. So even even the automation that's driving their behaviour is then telling them what they need to do and how they need to do it each time.
0: Yeah, love that. So you're creating like a net so that people can find the different procedures and systems no matter where they are. Absolutely. Love it. Love I it. Very
1: um, to this
0: end. What was that? Sorry?
1: No, you do a very similar thing?
0: Yeah, so I we use Asana, which is a different project management tool to Trello. Essentially the same outcome. It's just a different interface. So we use Asana, we use Entreport and very heavily use Google Drives, Google Docs, and Google Sheets and have everything there. We use a lot of Google Sheets that are color-coded so that we know which team member has got each piece in the process. So there might be you know, a job that's got all of the different processes that it needs to go through to go from start to finish. And depending on which color the cell is, we know which team member's got it, and then they pass it on to the next team member. So it, you know, we it, they don't need to be super fancy, just a, a spreadsheet. As long as you've got some sort of procedure or system that everyone knows, that's really great. And like you, we have links to everything in our spreadsheets to trainings and so forth. So Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, it's it, hopefully we've broken it down enough for people so that they understand it's it's actually not that difficult to set up systems and procedures when you know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing that, that people should keep in mind is you don't need to do them all at once
0: oh it's it's an ongoing thing
1: Right, pick one do that get it right pick another one do that come back and revisit the first one yeah you'll we'll change
0: and you'll just know which one has to happen at what time you'll just intuitively know we have to get this done this is causing me stress i yep. think that's what it's about yeah
1: there's a good indicator if it's causing you trouble Exist.
0: Absolutely. Now, I believe you've got a resource for our listeners today, Tim.
1: I do. I've just finished off a really cool new book based on pretty much all the conversations I've had with clients over the last five years. And one of the things I was noticing, I guess, was the marketing mistakes that most people are making most of the time. And it's, you know, I'm not going to get right down into the, hey, you didn't click on this link in Facebook to, so, you know, do retargeting sort of works on a much more, a much higher level than that. It's called The Seven Deadly Marketing Mistakes That Are Unintentionally Sabotaging Your Own Success. Wow. Right. So you can find that at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash seven sins. So hopefully you find that uh, resource really useful. Ask a bunch of questions about what you should be looking at and um, whether you should be hopefully gives you some thought-provoking sort of ideas to look at your marketing in a slightly different way
0: fantastic awesome okay if you've liked this episode we'd love for you to share it give us a like i'm head over to itunes and we would love a rate and review so that our podcast can reach more listeners and what are we talking about next week tim
1: Next week we're going to go into the one hour marketing funnel
0: yes funnels are scary for a lot of people but when you break it down they're not as scary as you think they are Look forward to that. Thanks so much for joining me, Tim. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will catch you next week. Bye for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor surrounding myself with like minded people people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to podcast click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love and as this show is new i would love 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 you to leave a five-star rating and a review on itunes see you next time in the thought leaders business lab